Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. We are in this sacred space today, focusing on planetary peace. And this is a, a conversation today with Richard Lawrence of the Aetherius Society out of Europe. And he has worked closely with Dr. George King, and even author of the book, Awaken Your Inner Potential. And he's a beautiful teacher for us. And what we're going to learn today is some practices that help us raise the global consciousness and respond to crisis. Many light workers feel a need of the hour to use our collective energy to help the planet, to help bring peace on the planet. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Hello, Richard Lawrence. Thank you for being here. Lauren, it's a real pleasure. Could I just quickly mention that book that you kindly referred to? That's Realize Your Inner Potential. It's by Dr. King, and I was honored to co-author it with him. It is a beautiful book. It's got, um, I have a copy of it myself, and it's got practical applications for what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And I think uh, there's, some would think that this is all woo-woo, but this is real. This is real um, mm. abilities that we have, and you've done great work on the planet to bring an awareness of how we can each tap into this inner potential that we have. So thank you, thank you for sharing on that. Oh, thank you, Lauren. Um, I'm glad you said that actually, because I think the, the, the word real is so important in this because so many spiritual movements through the ages and even world religions and so on have been founded on belief, have been founded on faith, and those two things are important, but I think a greater thing than either of those is experience. Something you act, this is what really caused me to write the first book I ever wrote, which was Unlock Your Psychic Powers, 30 years ago, believe it or not, and it's still in print now. And I wrote that because I realized that, you know, you can argue about these things, you can do, I was doing lo lots of media interviews, you can debate them, and you can get scientists in the studio and tests and all the rest of it. But in the end, it doesn't matter. The only thing that really matters is the individual experience. And it, when you have an experience of healing or an experience of clairvoyance or psychic vision, which is definite, which is not your imagination, a real experience, you feel it, you see it, then you know, and other people can debate all they like to kingdom come, but you at that point know that this is not a theory, it's not an idea, it's a fact, because you've experienced it. Yes, and our experience is what makes it our truth. And yes. we, you know, you've got uh, in our chat line here on the Zoom audience, and on the link on this webpage where people are watching this, mm -hmm. is a special offer to a class that was done that that showed how this really does work and how we could experience these practices as fact and it was beautiful because people were able to sense a shift 
from these practices. And it, it really goes deep into ways that people can even further unlock their psychic potential and their psychic gifts. So thank you for that. We'll talk more about that later okay. because our discussion today is based on something that was done in that class. And that was using our energy to send it to other people Yes. and then to send it to the planet and mm -hmm. here we are you know it's amazing that we're in the 20 20 well what do you call this decade in the 20s of the year 2000 yes in the so 20s. What are we're we in 2022 in? almost 2023 yeah. yeah but here we are and we would think that all the work that the light workers have been doing we'd be beyond what we're seeing in the external world so we felt that it was a, a very important practice today to do something for planetary peace. Yeah. Can you expand on the need of the hour and, and what your idea is of how this would affect peace on our planet? Yeah, well, first of all, I, th I don't think it's any secret to anybody that the world is in an absolute crisis at many levels. I mean, we have wars, we have... Uh, ecological dangers. I don't need to list it. Everybody kind of is aware of that. I think the one thing that isn't really being tried, certainly by, as it were, the establishment, as we might call it here, or the system, or whatever word you call it, you know, politicians, governments, um, officialdom, even the educational structures, and the media, the mainstream media, what isn't being really tried is the spiritual solutions. And this is the positive. There are solutions, but I mean, time is running out and we're gonna have to take action. What I would say just to get started is please don't underestimate what you can do because I think a lot of people do. I mean, I've done TV shows over here in Britain where we've done healing and we've had good healers on. I mean, not just from the Ethereum Society, other healers. This is a wonderful thing. Lots of people are doing this, but they don't believe they could make a difference, some of them anyway, in a, in, a, in the Ukraine war or, or in uh, another situation in the Middle East or a great disastrous earthquake in another part of the world. They, they think it has to be one-on-one -on -one, and it works one-on-one. -on -one, and as you rightly say, people in in that we did some one-on-one -on -one healing with one, a few people and we had some results there and then uh in that in that class and people can check that out for themselves uh, and i'm only saying that because the people who attended said they were results if you can do that you can extend that to a global situation if you can send healing to your aunt in Mississippi or wherever or, or Lancashire in Britain or wherever it might be from wherever you are and it works and it can be sensed and it can be felt and people get better um, and by the way this doesn't replace any other form of medicine you may choose to use that's a it, it's not an alternative it's an additional thing um, and it really works. And, and I've experienced it and numerous others have experienced it. If that can take place, then it can take place at a global level. And I just think people don't feel empowered, really, that they can make a difference. And they really can. You know, everyone 
can send out positive spiritual energy. And once you've experienced that, you know, once uh, you, you've tried some of the exercises in that webinar, or we can do some in this if you want, once you find, okay, this isn't somebody, I mean, it all started for me at university when I, I was went to a lecture and I was told, you can heal people. You All you have to do is raise the hands like this. This is what I was taught in this lecture. Close your eyes, visualize white light, white because it contains all the colors of the spectrum, uh, and just visualize white light flowing through you. And then most importantly, feel love and compassion for whoever you're sending the energy to, you can make a difference. And that night after the lecture, I went back to my room at the university as a student and tried it. I, I, I thought I'll send energy to a tramp I'd seen earlier in the day, raised my hands, visualized, I think in America you'd say a bum, I don't, I don't know, but uh, a, a poor person who was homeless and so on. And I just sent them energy. But that's one thing that was, you know, uh, something I was really experimenting with at that point. But then I felt this energy. Now, I'm not going to say this will happen to everybody. It, 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 sooner or later, it will. May not happen immediately. In my particular case, I was perhaps in perfect conditions. I gave it a good try. And I could feel the energy flowing through me so much so, as a matter of fact, that it kind of worried me. I was about 18 then, and I, you know, hadn't been warned that this energy was going to keep coursing through your body to a sense that you can sense, not imagination, not some little itch that you might have, real flowing rivulets of energy. Um, and I didn't really know what it was at that point. And so I, I couldn't argue with that. That was why that's why I come back to experience. Other people feel heat in the palms of their hands. Other, other people feel a cold uh, chill in their spine. There are different ways. And other people have uh, psychic vision and different experiences. The important thing, though, is that it works. Now, if we can do that, then we can raise our hands and send this energy to the peoples. Uh, if, say, we were talking about the Ukraine conflict, I would say the peoples on both sides uh, whether they be Russian, whether they be Ukrainian, we don't engage, I, I suggest to spiritual uh, workers that they don't engage in the politics, take sides or anything like that, just uncondition uh, the, the love, as it were, with without any preconceptions and allow it to flow through you. And it will. And it will be really powerful. It will be very powerful at the moment, by the way, uh, because it's a particularly powerful period in the ethereal society, that's our belief, because we're believers in help from above, help from other worlds. That's another topic. And uh, we believe right now, great help is being given. So, um, and that's up till December the 10th. So it's a very powerful period to try this and just allow this energy to flow through you. That is wonderful. Thank you. So it brings up some questions and the first is, I want to go back to what you were saying about December 10th. Yes, what's I thought that might on? catch you. Yeah, yeah. So well, what's going, what's happening? Is there a window? You know, we, 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 I mean, this isn't, by the way, whether you accept what I'm going to say now or not, doesn't alter the fact that you can send healing at any given time of the year, any day of the year, any minute of the year. 
and, and is something we can do. But in the Ethereum Society, we believe in a thing called a spiritual push. And this is something that Dr. George King, when he was like, now, for people who have never heard of him, he was a master of yoga. Uh, I was lucky to follow him uh, and become actually a very close friend of his as well, and co-author a couple of books with him and spend a lot of time with him. And he would receive communications. Uh, he was a medium, apart, among other things. Um, from other worlds and these communications would tell him give him dates particular dates into the future um, in our calendar when efforts such as healing such as prayer such as service uh, regardless of whether people know of this or even believe in it doesn't make any difference at all when their efforts will be enhanced and those are called spiritual pushes and there's one which runs from November the 4th to December the 10th and we're in that right now. But as I say, that is regardless. I mean, there are many things you can do to make your efforts more potent. You can go to um, that holy, it's, that's times I'm talking about there. And there are energy flows at certain times and astrologers will look at that as well. But there's also places, you know, I mean, I'm just looking at where you are. I don't know if that's a screen or if you're really there. But it looks beautiful and there are lovely locations. People, I mean, actually, I'm in the back room in a temple here. It's in the very busy city of London, but there, it's a very holy place with very powerful energies in it because people come here and they only do spiritual things here. So that energy is imbued. But if you're at home, you can create a space in your home which becomes your uh, little temple, really. Uh, it might just be the corner of a room. It depends how much space. If you're lucky enough, it can be a whole room. It depends what you've got. Um, and it's you know, be ideal if that happened to be facing east. But if not, um, you know, you just do we just make the best we can. And you can put some objects there that to you have a holy significance, such as holy rocks from a particular mountain or uh, a particular stone, which is of significance. And, and a power stone or perhaps a little statue of the lord buddha or whatever a picture of jesus whatever it is that you revere uh, you know sri krishna whatever and you can place it there and when you do your the practices we're talking about here sending energy to the world healing the world healing others you always go to that little corner of the room or whatever space you've got and that space will then start to gain power It'll start to gain energy and you'll find some evenings, perhaps you feel tired out. You've had a busy day, maybe at the office or maybe looking after your children or whatever. And you're depleted. You don't feel very inspired, but you go to that corner and you're lifted up by that corner because you've only used it for that purpose. You can do the same with clothing. You can have some clothing that you only wear to do yoga or spiritual practices and nothing else. You don't go for a walk in it. You don't go anywhere in it. You unless it's unless you're doing spiritual practices while you're walking. You just have it for that purpose. And again, you put those clothes on. Immediately you feel uplifted. Now those clothes could be uh, they're obviously going to be clean. They might be very simple clothes. They might be a robe. They might just be a a white shirt and some white trousers. Then that's your choice but they will gain a certain, these are little things you can do to make your prayer output or your healing output, whatever you want to call it, more powerful.
Yes, beautiful. I think that many have that altar space and mm -hmm. um, would be aware that as we do this, it's actually, um, would we call it like a vortex, an energy mm -hmm. vortex or a portal to higher realms and mm -hmm. beings will be there assisting us. And so this brings up the next question around energy, spiritual energy. Can you give us a definition of spiritual energy? Oftentimes we, we talk about doing the energy work. And this yeah. is what we're talking about is removing density within our body to allow our higher frequency to come in. Mm -hmm. but what is your definition through working with Dr. George King about spiritual energy? Actually, I, I go with everything you've said there. I like the words you've used and the whole description there. Um, Spiritual energy, though, because because Dr. King was a he was an extremely practical person. He, he was interested in solutions. He was interested in what we could actually do much more than he was interested in, say, moral philosophy. I mean, he could he could talk at length on moral philosophy. He could talk on yoga philosophy. Uh, he had a brilliant logical mind. But what really interested him was what can people do? What can ordinary people do? What can busy people do? Not people who are in ashrams, maybe in the Himalayas, but people who have a, a sort of busy life of one kind or another, maybe in, in a Western country, maybe in a city. What can they do? So he drew on the old, to answer your question, the yogic concept of prana, which is, I'm sure people are familiar, or, or it's the same thing really as chi. In, in the qigong and, and the oriental approach it's that natural universal supply of energy which is limitless which never runs out which we can draw on. now the ultimate source for that energy as far as we are concerned is the sun uh, it comes from and through the sun which is why those people who worship the sun were not primitive at all as missionaries would like to say they were actually very very wise uh, the sun is really the nearest thing to god if you like that we will ever feel on our skins you know um and that's the rays rays of the sun and so everything in this solar system dr king used to say and some of those who spoke through him i mean i i'm i'd like to come back to your point about uh, opening portals to higher realms and guides if you like that's a something i'm very very interesting and, and and I've had a lot of experience of but it's a it's something we may come back to but in terms of the energy that's something we can all do in a standalone way we don't require a guide we don't require an angel they are mo more than welcome and uh, in fact we'd be honored to have their help but we can stand on our own two feet in that regard. We can draw that energy. And the main tool we have at our disposal is one or two of them. And I, and I teach them in the webinar that you mentioned are breathing. That's one way to draw prana to you. It's not the oxygen, it's the natural universal life forces, the energies carried on the, on the air, if you like, on the breath. And another key way to draw it to you is visualization very very important um simple true visualization too because you can get some teachers i know who uh, and I don't, i'm not sort of disrespecting anyone but they they can teach very complicated visualizations 
which are based on ideas, not necessarily bad ideas, but just ideas. But when you want to contact some, a real force, prana, chi, the universal life force, it should be based on actuality, on reality, on fact. Keep coming back to that. And so your visualization I mentioned earlier, white light, because white contains all the colors of the spectrum. If you're giving healing, for example, to someone who is uh, extremely hyper, has anxiety, um, is very nervous, what they might need in terms of color is blue light, or if you like, a mid-spectrum green light. Um, if on the other hand, you have someone very uh, lethargic, very phlegmatic, very uh, unmotivated, they might need in their aura a brighter color than that, a different color than that. Uh, but when you visualize white light, you can draw the prana and the color of that prana that you actually need. And the light knows what to do and where to go. The energy knows what to do. We don't need to direct it, do we? Or um, that's a good point. Um, not. I, I take your point. Not in sort of minute detail. No, we don't. But we do need to make. Um, a lot of people talk about intention, mm -hmm. don't they? Now, an intention does work. It's without again any disrespect. I I would like to be a bit stronger than that. Intentions, you know, can. They say the road to hell was paved with good intention. So it depends how you take that word, but it's a good thing. But I would almost say demand. You're almost creating a demand for that energy. In other words, you're being really positive about it. You're visualizing it. You are doing it with humility. Now, if you are, as I am, a believer in God, uh, but you might use a different word. You might use the word Brahma, which is just as good might even be better it, these are just words or divine creator um, not limited to male or female gender or even neither male or female gender above all of this um not a person that but if you are a believer in that and i think it's logical myself to believe in that um then you can say some kind of a prayer but you don't have to that's a personal choice. If you wish to say a prayer, I would say a prayer. Then you would say, uh, make a request uh, with a certain reverence and humility, because humility and reverence are energies themselves. It's it's not about sort of uh, humbling yourself for the sake of it or anything like that. It's having a certain reverence for a greater force. And this draws it to you. And you can test it. All these things you can test. If, on the other hand, you're a person who, who perhaps is really doesn't like anything that smacks of religion or that type of thing, you don't have to do a prayer at all. You don't even have to believe in God at all to channel this energy. You just visualize it and you make, as it were, a mental demand for the energy to flow through you. Uh, but I would suggest you do it with a certain humility because that works far better than a, if you like a bit of arrogance that that will work against the flow of energy very interesting and you know we've i've i've talked to so many people and i've seen people and even myself um driving down the highway like in the beginning of my journey and and uh, awakening i guess you could call it 
just a need, an urge to be humble and to just hold a hand up and just send white light or golden light out through the hand to traffic on the other side of the highway and doing it without any need for an outcome. Yeah. Without any need to be aware of an outcome, just to feel what was yes. going on there. And you know, we can take this one step further. When we do what you were mentioning to chemtrails, the big long puffs of smoke from planes, yes. go into what those are. But we can literally do that and send that energy to a chemtrail or a cloud, and we can see what happens. That is fact right there. Mm -hmm. And even if we're on an airplane and the captain comes on to say, stewardesses, flight attendants, take your jump seats, we're going to go into some turbulence. How many stories have we heard of people centering themselves and staying calm or maybe even being in a calm place with the spiritual energy and there's no turbulence? This That's is the fact. That. that is a fact. It is a fact. Yes, you affect your whole environment. And this is underestimated because thoughts are things. And, you know, I, I don't suppose there's anybody listening to this who hasn't at one time or another picked up someone's thought. Mm -hmm. uh, or if not their thought, their general mood or feeling without being told. Yeah. Why? Because it's vibration, because it travels through the ethers and you can detect it. It's not body language. You might do it on the telephone without any visual, um, but you pick it up and it happens all the time. And people say, oh, I picked up your thought without, well, okay, what are you saying there? I mean, people who don't believe in psychic things will say, I picked up your thought. I like the vibe of this place. This is psychic terminology. People will say, oh, you're getting karma. They, they, if you said, oh, you're a Hindu, they say, oh, no, 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 no. But they know because instinctively these things are real. They're facts. They really happen. Karma is an extremely important thing, uh, a, a really important force. It's not, it's not a, as a lot of people think, a sort of out to get you sort of punishment. It's um, actually all there to help us. Doesn't always maybe seem like it. But the good news, you know, this is one thing Dr. King really stressed. We can change our karma. We can change world karma. And if you think about it, if everybody just sits back, think, I can't do anything about, I mentioned in the Ukraine conflict, but there could be many other things. It's an example that is happening right now as we're talking. Uh, and I say on both sides, whatever your politics, people are dying, people are suffering. Um, we can all sit back and say, well, nothing I can do about that. You can't do anything about that. And so many people think that they study the news, but that doesn't necessarily, if they get gloomy about the news, that won't help. Um, if everybody, though, did something, if everybody, or let's not say everybody, but a decent number of people did something, actually one person can make a difference on their own. Um, and just every day for five minutes, send love energy in the way I've described, visualizing white light with your hands raised, visualizing the white light going, coming down through the head, down the arms, out through the psychic centers in the palms. Uh, if you really want to get do it really well, you and you take off, like I have a ring there, you take it off. If you can take it off, some people can't really take their rings off. And you take off a watch, 
So there's nothing to obstruct the flow that, you know, no, no metal, which can attract energy. Uh, this, this is the practicality of Dr. George King. And you just hold your palms up and you, you close the eyes and you visualize the white light. And then you either say your prayer or you make your humble demand for white light to flow. And then you just feel the love, the compassion. And very importantly, while you're doing it, you visualize peace you don't visualize the conflict the suffering you visualize peace you visualize healing you visualize well-being you visualize harmony so that's the energy then that you're sending out if you did that for five minutes two things will happen one positive energy will go out now as you rightly said when you gave your example on the other side of the road sending healing you you don't attach to the outcome there's no point in it because you won't know. You won't know what good you've done, actually. But you might save someone's life. That day, that five minutes could be the lifesaver for someone. Quite probably, not just vaguely. And that's just based on what we know of healing and what it can do and what it has done. Um, so, you, you know, that's that's a positive. The other positive is your changing world karma because you us, all of us, are a cell in the whole of, of, of the human, the planetary race, if you like. And so a light is lit within that body, that, that universal one body, a light is lit, which radiates even dimly, but a bit all the way through that hole, and that lifts the karma of humanity. And that change of karma also, as well as the energy, must have an effect on the war in Ukraine. Beautiful. I know there's many in our group watching who are doing this, and that Good. shows us the importance of why we're actually here on the planet and why mm. we chose to incarnate. Because we said, oh my goodness, all we have to do is radiate love. We can do this. We've got yes, it. We and I just want to share, I don't know if you can hear, Zoom has filters that filter out the microphones but I have a couple of toucans outside my window after we were doing this and they have been chirping and singing with us all along. So they yes, are supporting us as well. It's really beautiful. Yes. Um, we're going to go into an exercise for global peace, global right. healing for planetary peace. Yes. But as we do that, before we do that, let's talk a little bit more about opening portals. And what's happening there is we as we were discussing creating the vortex in our home or in a corner of our home or even outside altars, whatever we want to call it. These these are assisted by higher beings and higher realms and it's our input in that energy that is it matched by higher beings or our guides and angels. And it attracts those beings, those higher realms, to come and even further energize these altars. Is that what is that what? The yeah. Is can I, I? I should mention that I've um, been involved in, in channeling for thirty years, so I've had many contacts with um, the wonderful people on higher realms, men and women, uh, on different realms. So what I'm saying to you now is is it's better physical teaching, but it's also based on experience again of what I've received and what I've been told by them. Well, Sorry, can I? I want to interject and ask 
how you decipher or you discern that voice how would you recognize i mean as we're all developing these skills i mean like i've personally heard we are this and mm -hmm. i doubt it what do you do or what would you recommend for someone who begins to go down this route and asks to hear or asks for the guidance from their guides how do you understand who's talking to you or what that is it's a massive, massive, fascinating topic, this. And um, I would say that when I started doing it in the early stages, I did make some mistakes. And I was helped by Dr. George King himself. And I then practiced in the light of that for 25 years before I published a book on this topic. And in that book, it's called God's Guides and Guardian Angels. Um, and in that book, um, I give examples um, of contacts, which I absolutely know, you know, because <laughs> when you made a mistake, you, you want to get it right. I, I learned a lot from that. Uh, and as I say, I could talk at length, but to, to sort of get to your question, you say, you know, you doubt it. I don't think that's a bad thing, by the way, let me say. I, I do think uh, this, I mean, I've been asked many times and I've taught people psychic development, both one-to-one -one and in large groups and even up to a thousand people in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a hall. So it, it's, it's something that um, I have never done is to teach people channeling per se, give guidelines on it because it is easy to go wrong. And, you know, I'm careful, very careful with myself and I test myself and I get absolute undeniable third party proof, as it were. In other words, I can check things against sources. I can check names. I can check dates. I can check. I could give you examples, but I've been I have been extremely cautious. So I don't think it's a bad thing to, as it were, question to doubt and in some ways, you get a message. Now, for a lot of people, you might be driving a car, you might be walking down a road, and then a thought pops into your head, which is really helpful. I mean, and you can you can test it. I mean, it might the, the thought might be, go back to your house now. When I used to do a lot of radio phone-ins in, in the UK, and this was mainline, mainstream radio stations, um, you know, I used to get incredible cases from people who weren't psychic they told me at all they were it wasn't their field but they've had these experiences so one was a, it was a number of years ago but a woman who had this really strong feeling to go and visit her parents and you know she didn't know why it wasn't that sensible it was a, a very wintry night and she could easily have gone the next day uh, but she and so she had no but she was such a strong impression that she went now it was a safe thing to do and she did and she saw her father and that night she told me on this radio show her father passed on now if she'd left and he wasn't known to be dying now if she'd left it to the next day she had never well, she wouldn't have been there with him so I mean that's a that it, it well it wasn't small to her but it's relatively small in the scheme of you know humanity but it's a real thing where she listened and it was safe to listen. So sometimes I say you're walking down a road, a thought comes in, you don't know where it comes from. It, it might be a guide. 
It might be your own higher self, your own intuition. And if it's, you, you can test it. Don't do something that's dangerous. Don't do something that's illegal. But if it's like, you know, turn right at the next turning and you've got no, you've got time and why not? And you turn right and there you bump into someone you've been looking for for years. Yeah. Uh, and you wouldn't have done if you hadn't turned right. You think, right, that, whatever I had there, I don't know what it was, but it was correct. That was guidance of some kind. Now, to go from that stage to telling the difference between a guide, an angel, whatever you wish to call it, and your own higher self does take a lot of training. And what I'd say is very often, it doesn't really matter. You don't actually have to know. I don't always know. I haven't got time to try and find out. Uh, and, and you just, is it a good thought? Is it a helpful thought? That's all that really matters, wherever it comes from. This is happening all the time to artists, composers. They don't realize how much they're channelling, a lot of them. Uh, and and in a way, it doesn't matter. And often the, the guides, us, right? That true. And often the guides don't mind anyway. They're not, you know. If, and if they're advanced guides, they won't mind at all. In fact, I found when you get the more advanced the guide is, the less interested he or she is in telling you their name, mm. who they are, what they did, or where they come from. They don't really seem interested or particularly wanting to pass that on quite often when they're more advanced, when you're getting a less advanced one. And I got a, when I went through this program and I wrote this book, God's Guides and Guardian Angels, I was having a lot of writers, some of them famous writers, giving me messages which were, you know, I couldn't have done. Some of their names I hadn't heard of until afterwards, which was is interesting to me. I, I realized somebody could come along and say to me, look, I don't believe a word of this. You could have made all that up. And that's fine. It doesn't matter because I know just like the healing. When you do the healing, you know, somebody else can disbelieve it. Now, if you really, though, want to go and really tie down, is this a guide? Is this my own higher self? Then you need to develop a psychic ability and you'll have to work hard uh, to do that reliably and so in my case the main psychic ability that i've developed is clairaudience which is psychic hearing and it's not a it's not an audible sound but if i get a message just to give an extreme example let's say from john lennon let's just throw out a, a famous name if i did get that it would come with a, a the strong Liverpudlian accent of John Lennon, because I would start to hear that in my mind, not physically hear it. Or if it was um, Winston Churchill, you know, I'd hear that in my mind. Uh, at the same time, I, would, I wouldn't just get a thought popping in my head. I would get a sound, a mind sound, if you like, as well. And this is how you tell the difference between your own intuition and an outside guide. If you want to go, that's one of the best ways, I would say. There are other ways, but I would say clairaudience would be something to really develop. But it does take time. You've got to be careful. And it can be dangerous. I'm, I'm going to say that. Uh, it's no good saying, you know, I want to be responsible about this. Because you can get people who can get deluded who think they're hearing messages and they aren't. And this can be quite problematic. It can lead to mental health issues for them. 
So I'm saying that in a compassionate way. That's why I come back to your first point. Keep your doubt, keep your questioning. If you don't know, it doesn't matter. Put it on a shelf, leave it there. And then if you decide to really go for it, and I told you it took me 25 years before I was willing to publish a book on this, then you can learn and you can tell the difference. Sorry, that was a very long answer to, to your question. Oh, but I love it. It's really valuable. So thank you for taking the time to explain it. We're going to go back to opening portals. Before we get there, though, um, ringing in the ears, tones, frequencies, those are frequencies. Many have reported, I, I, you know, in the first time it ever happened to me, oh my goodness, it was in like 1998, mm -hmm. maybe 1997. And it was very disconcerting to me it was a sound that started in this ear and went across my head to the other ear and i kind of freaked out and i sat down and just did some yoga poses mm, i didn't know what else yeah, to yeah. do good idea actually something yeah. is going on there and yes, so definitely. you know tinnitus tinnitus is it tinnitus or is it frequencies mm -hmm. is it energy is it information is it our guides that's a very good, you see, I think that's a very balanced approach that you've just given there. Is it tinnitus or is it is it guides? I think that's good um, because, you know, that it, it's someone who jumps to conclusions. You've got to be very careful in psychic development. As I say, I made some mistakes. I, I wasn't mistaken about having guides. I was mistaken about who they were. And, you know, I was jumping to conclusions. And that's why I learned to be really, really, really careful and test everything and not do anything till I absolutely knew with definite proof, as far as I was concerned, before I said this is something. Now, when you start to hear sounds in the ears, which you can do, and by the way, let's be really clear about this, you, you have to develop psychic abilities to become enlightened. Now, that I know is controversial, and I know there are some old-school yoga practitioners who will disagree with that. Um, but I have to say they're wrong, in my opinion. And it's not an opinion. I'm sure they're wrong. Now, it doesn't mean everyone's got to go out and become a practicing psychic. Not at all. But in one way or another, you'll have psychic events along the way along the journey along the road to enlightenment if you've got someone and there are people some of them very well-known people professing to be enlightened who have never experienced in one way or another psychic development they um have they have settled for something below enlightenment it might be a good thing it might be an, a you know peaceful thing it might be a helpful thing to many people through life but it's not true enlightenment because things like the ringing in the ears that you mentioned there will happen actually even in the old yoga schools i mentioned them even in those schools though they talked about the sounds in the ears they they talked about the light in the head the things and these are psychic things so one way or another, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be a clairaudient or a medium or, you know, I would suggest everyone could be a healer, but, that, you know, there are different ways of doing it. But one way or another, you will experience these things along the way. These things aren't the goal. The goal is not to become psychic. The goal is to help humanity and become enlightened. It's just something that happens along the way. And so I would say that that sound you were hearing was connected to the heart center 
or heart chakra. And it's that psychic center, the, uh, the, the, when it starts to awaken, that you start to hear sounds in the ears. Okay. That and would be my, I wouldn't be dogmatic, but that would be my suggestion. Well, that resonates very deeply because I look at my life and how my life changed from them. I was doing yoga at the time. It was um, a part of my awakening. And so really very fascinating. And so now it gets to a point where I tune in very clearly when that happens. And it doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes it happens more than others. It's very interesting, but it's just part of the journey. And we're all going through it. We and are. It's yeah. More awareness for each of us to have. Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to get to our global healing for planetary yes. peace, but let's go back to opening portals because I interjected okay. there. Mm. Well, uh, opening portals, I mean, that's a phrase I. I can relate to I don't I've never used that phrase, but it's, it sounds a good one to me uh, It's where you're starting. I'm taking it that you mean getting a connection with a higher realm. Yes. And from what I've been told by people on higher realms, they are very keen to help us, which is a wonderful thing, really. Um, it's. Um, that they look uh, at the situation on this physical realm, which is a very lowly realm, an extremely basic realm, and, and not a very spiritual one. Let's face it, a, quite a wicked one, really, overall. Um, you know, uh, and you could look at that. We won't go into all the negatives, but one could do with the politicians and the money you and the call it hell, right? Yeah. Hell is on <laughs> And yet, the great thing about this realm is in the same century as you had Hitler, you had Gandhi. So you can have, you have the light worker such as your good self and, and the people who tune into your shows. You have spiritual people as well in the mix, unlike even lower realms than this where you don't so much. Um, I mean, the light always gets in somehow, somewhere, but it does, it, it, here it's a very mixed bag. It's all, on this realm are people, that, this physical realm, from all the realms. The worst and the highest. But what I found from, uh, as you call it, opening the portals and receiving uh, information, knowledge from higher realms, if you like, is that they have great respect for light workers here. They appreciate that where they are, and I'm talking about the highest realms, uh, the conditions are very conducive for them. I mean, there isn't, if you get to the highest realms, there's no one who disagrees with light being sent. There's no one who actually, on the highest realms, who actually believes that politics is the answer or that finance is the answer. They have very little interest in finance unless it's to help humanity uh, in some way. Um, and they, they aren't fooled. And so they, they can see, not from theory or philosophy, but from actuality, from what they can actually experience, the power of the light. But they know that it's much more difficult here because the people who are listening to us now, I don't know, obviously, the, their, their personal situations, but one way or another, wherever they go, they're going to come across people who won't accept the sort of conversation we're having now at all. And they'll think it's all nonsense. And so they're fighting 
a spoken or unspoken barrage of disbelief designed to detune us. And this is understood by higher guides. They recognize that they don't have that there. We have it here. They deserve to be there, but they also know how difficult it is here. So they really want to help. So when somebody starts healing, uh, when somebody starts praying, they might open up a portal to some higher source who actually wants to help them. And you'll, you, can, you might know this and you might not know this. Uh, you might be praying away and suddenly you feel a great burst of energy flowing through you uh, with great intensity. And again, you, you actually, I would advise you not to try and find out at that point why, what that is, because just let it flow. Just go with it. But you'll, it could be a particular guide or even group of guides where they are helping you. I mean, you might be doing some form of healing, prayer and visualization. They might be a group of Tibetan lamas on a higher realm, chanting a sacred mantra and directing their energy through you because you have manipulated karma not manipulated people, but manipulated your karma so that you can get that help, so you can deserve that help, and they can then use you, and they want to use you, because I said earlier, they appreciate how really difficult it is sometimes for light workers in this, what you called it a hell, but, you know, this very backward, extremely materialistic, selfish uh, world, on the whole, with it, with great exceptions, but not enough you know uh, so inspiring these words because it empowers us to never give up to never feel that we're alone to never have a pity party you know ever i call yeah. it hell in jest um but at, when i was a little girl and, and and a teenager i looked around at the world and i said the hell is living on earth if yeah. people can treat each other this way and and yeah. all of it and so that really led me to the spiritual path of bringing heaven to earth heaven on earth with the spiritual light yeah. and so are we all healers yes we yes. can all heal yes in fact dr king's book on this topic which is one of the first things i ever helped him with i was only 23 when he brought this book that's called you too can heal and strangely enough, when he brought that book out, and it's still available now at Amazon and elsewhere, um, he it wasn't believed. And the people who didn't believe it, because I, I had only just really got to know him, and I was a school teacher just out of university and uh, a music teacher, but he sort of made me his publicity officer, even though I wasn't employed yet. I, I was employed later by him. And... I, so my first project was this book, You Too Can Heal. So I went along to a lot of the long-standing healing organizations in Britain. And these were places like the National Federation of Spiritual Healers, I think still going now, and the Spiritualist Association of Great Britain and others. And they didn't believe it. And they said to me, no, 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 not anyone. This is a gift. You either have this gift or you don't. You can't just teach people in general to heal. They have to, you know, have an angel at the foot of the bed or they have to be tapped on the shoulder or they have to have some guide there. They can't just do this. 
And I said, well, that's, I'm sorry, is the whole point of this, is that they can. Now, that those same organizations that, by the way, are teaching that anyone can heal, which is great, which is wonderful, but they weren't then. And Reiki healing, as we now know it, which is everywhere, wasn't hard. It was a very rare thing. It wasn't. No one had heard of it over here at that time. Hardly, well, if they had, they it was little known. So this is a massive change. But anyway, that's a long answer to your question. Anyone, yes, can heal, providing there is a provider. Actually, they have compassion. But yeah. there again, everyone has compassion. If they don't feel it all the time it can be contacted. And I love how you say that because I've said this a lot. I think every human heart has compassion. I think every human heart has integrity in it and has every human heart knows right from wrong. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to always eternally be optimistic for that. Viewpoint. Well, I think that's good. And Dr. King was, he was, he was to me, incredible faith in human potential and that's why the book is called realize your inner potential everyone can and i and i've been doing this full time uh, for 44 years lauren now Thank since you. I, I stopped you know uh, teaching and and you know well it certainly wasn't a career for you to do for the money let's put it that way but who cares it's a, a great privilege and i have had people and one thing that more than one person has said to me they've said look I can see what you're saying, and I believe what you're saying. In fact, I know it's true because I've had various experiences, and I'd like to get involved myself in doing this work, but I don't really want to. <laughs> That's, you know, quite an honest thing to say, really. You know, much as I believe in this and I think it's good, I actually want to, whatever, go and earn some money and go and do this and do whatever. And such a person is quite honest. And, I, and I've said to them, look, if that's your only problem, actually, you don't have a problem because we all have a higher self and the higher self does want to. I, and I'll never forget some words that Dr. King spoke, which I put in his, uh, when I wrote his biography quite recently, The King Who Came to Earth, it's called. Um, I read these words that he'd written and spoken about his youth before he founded the Ethereum Society. He was, he was um, you know, a young man. He was 20 at the outbreak of the Second World War. And he was quite skilled as a sportsman in martial skills, such as in those days, it would, in the schools, it would be boxing, it would be rifle shooting, not killing birds, but killing clay pigeons or not killing them, but, you know, shooting at them. And he was quite skilled. He liked all that. So to him, being called up to the army wouldn't be a, he wasn't frightened of it. In fact, it was quite exciting, really. It was an adventure, um, to, he thought. But inside him, a voice was saying to him, thou shalt not kill. And when he spoke about this, he said, I let that part win which I, I find to be beautiful words. I let that part win. That part which was saying to him, that part of himself that was saying, thou shalt not kill, he let that part win. And he didn't go and fight. He did go out and pray. He did join the fire service, you know, in the very dangerous uh, blitz in London and go into danger and drive ambulances into 
burning cities. And he didn't avoid it, but he didn't enter into warfare. But the key words being, I let that part win. And so anyone who's out there thinking, look, I this all makes sense to me, but I don't, I don't think it's for me. I don't really want it. There's a part of you that does. There's a part of you that wants enlightenment, wants spirituality, wants to heal, as you say, has compassion. And you've got to let that part win. Yes, beautiful words. And it's it brings to mind, you know, we, we offer hypnosis sessions that help people connect to the higher self. And when someone hears the voice of their higher self, you cannot go back. That is um, a, word, a voice you will always remember and connect into always. And so that's really um, powerful. So thank you for sharing that. And it brings, I can't tell you how many people I've interviewed that start on the path of Reiki or energy healing, spiritual healing, spiritual energy, spiritual energy, let's call that as the healing effect that we're talking about. They report beings left and right beings come in and just as you described it at first it could just be an energy in the room some Mm. will even see a little angel sitting on the shoulder of their client or Mm. a larger being so doesn't it make sense that us each individually doing spiritual healing let's begin with the planet (laughs) we're going to get there in just a moment but that is a that is a step on the spiritual path. That is the step on the path of ascension. That is a step in your evolution to become psychic and bring on your skills. It's a step. I mean, I, I just wouldn't be, I mean, myself personally, I was really, really interested, uh, fat, more than interested. I was uh, almost not quite obsessed, but extremely absorbed in psychic development for a whole period of my life, including out-of-body experiences, uh, remembering past lives. Um, I mean, I devoted like a year to just trying to remember past lives. I devoted another year to trying to do out-of-body practices and getting out at will, not just when you suddenly float up with some people, men in millions of experience, actually, as they go to sleep or something, but really doing it. So, you know, I went into it lock, stock and barrel, as they say over here. I really was, uh, you know, going for it. Now, you don't have to do that and, and at all. I mean, it's quite possible I went too far in, in a way because I was focusing a lot on that rather than other forms of spiritual development. But then I wrote the book, Unlock Your Psychic Powers, and then, you know, realize you're in a potential. That book, which was the culmination, really, of the spiritual development books I've been writing with Dr. King, that was, that was, was by far superior. I mean, that's a book that contains over 40 superb practices, which will, in a different way than you've described, lead to you contacting your higher self. Um, you know, when you start to open the higher chakras, uh, then you will have a deeper contact with your higher self and you'll know it. You know, you'll start to feel it and then you'll go to another stage where you'll start to know it, which is an even greater stage, really. And this is an evolutionary thing. So, yes, these things you've mentioned, the angel on the shoulder and all that, those things can come along the way. What I wouldn't like to do is be dogmatic and say everyone has to you know, see angels on the shoulder or everyone has to be clear. Or, you know, every, it's going to be different. But what I would say, one form or another, you are going to have psychic development. And if you have a teacher 
who has not had and doesn't mention at all any form of psychic development, you can know that they're not enlightened because they will know about it in some form before they can get, as it were, move that aside. Because you know, as you develop a lot of flotsam, as we say, you know, a lot of things come to the surface, and I'm sure people have experienced that, and you have to start to detach from those and move on and have clear water. Let the tide sweep it away and you've got clear water and then you dive deep. And you know that that's that will start to happen. Uh, and one of the things you start to clear away as you develop are some of the psychic abilities you've learned. You don't need those anymore, some of them. Others you keep. But it's part of the stepping stones to get you where you're really going. And one thing that I would absolutely stress, that whatever else you develop, the most valuable thing to you is going to be your intuition. Because with that, that's not dependent on a guide. That's within yourself. That's your contact with your own higher self. Because without that, you can go wrong. And I've just, that's how I made my mistakes at the beginning of my development, by not listening to my, my intuition. You've got to always keep that flame burning, no matter whatever else you, de you develop along the way. And that is why spiritual teachers say, you know what you know within you and develop that. That's yeah. really important. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's, when we're in this sacred energy of our group, and for even all of those who will tune in and listen to the replay, let's do a, a group healing for planetary peace. Right, let's, yeah. Would you like me to lead that then, Lauren, or are you going to lead that? Please, you. All right, okay. So um, wherever you are, then, if you'd like to join in with this, um, you can uh, you could just be seated. I mean, you might wish to use a yoga asana, and that's fine if you do such as Padma or whatever you choose. Otherwise, to, to, to seat uh, sit seated on a hardback chair is perfectly good. Uh, as long as the spine is straight, you could even be standing up. I wouldn't do this lying down. Standing is excellent or seated on a hardback chair. And the next thing to do is something you mentioned earlier, Lauren, which is become very still. So close the eyes. Have the head slightly back on the neck. And the shoulders relaxed. The palms facing downwards on the knees. And as I mentioned earlier, remove any rings or watches you might be wearing. And now visualize, now this is a very important practice because I mentioned the sun and I'd like to mention the other very holy being. As a matter of fact, the holiest being any of us will ever touch. And that is the mother earth beneath our feet, a living being. That's a very important message that gets lost, even in the ecological movement, which should be all about Mother Earth. So let's tune in just for a moment to Mother Earth. And let's now visualize 
coming up through the feet from the earth, from the ground, or even if you're in a 10-story block up through the floor, but it's coming from the Mother Earth, a violet flame. Violet-colored flame. This is her flame. Try to visualize that violet color pulsating, cleansing. Doesn't actually burn you at all. It caresses you, travels through the legs and around you because we have an aura around us, several inches around us, through the aura, up through the upper part of the body, through the neck, through the head, and up above the head, 30 or 40 feet, if you like, above the head. And so now you're enclosed in a violet-colored flame. And this is cleansing and purifying and preparing you to be a channel. So let that purify you for a few moments. You can actually start to see this in your mind's eye, this violet color. You start by imagining it, and then you make contact with the fact that it's a real energy, and you can actually see it. You see this color coming up through and above you. Some of it can even smell this color. I haven't done that. Can be done. Now, bring down the white light, as I mentioned earlier. Bring this down from above the head, down through the head, the neck, the shoulders, and raise the hands, as I'm doing now, with the palms facing forwards and through the arms, through the palms. And we're going to now send energy to the world for planetary healing. And we're going to make a mental request. And if you are comfortable with this, I shall say a universal prayer as an invocation for this energy. Now, you don't have to do that you can just visualize it so that's your choice but for those who wish to join in with this mentally i shall say a prayer for world healing divine spirit of all creation we request your energy to flow out through us now to this world To the peoples of our planet, wherever they may be, to lift them up. To those in need of healing, we ask this energy may now flow in abundance. And we turn our attention now to the conflict now raging in Ukraine. And we visualize peace, harmony, freedom, and healing there too, as this energy now flows out through us, brilliant white light through the palms of the hands and also through the heart center 
where the breastbone meets in the center, but through the center in the aura, a few inches in front of the body. Visualize this white light now flowing outwards from these three points, the palms of the hands and the heart chakra. Just allow this to flow. Don't force it, but let it flow for a few moments out to the world as a whole. Now, when you've done that, I'll ask you to put the right palm now just above the navel in the stomach area and the left palm on top. And charge yourself up now. Now, this is a balancing practice, no longer for the global healing. This is for yourself personally. And just visualize this energy flowing into you, down through your arms, through your palms, into the solar plexus center, your battery center. And if you have a particular ailment anywhere in your body right now, visualize that area being filled with white light. And feel the same love that you felt for the world as a whole now, Direct this to your own ailment, this compassion, and allow the energy to flow. And then just to complete this very short exercise, put one palm on top of the other one, like I'm doing here now on screen, and rub it across as a ceiling mudra, as they say in Tibet. And this stops the flow of energy. Um, so you don't want it just flowing out of control. So control is crucial in all development. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. You can you can extend that. I did a very very short version, but obviously you can do that for a, a long time. I'd like to mention, if I may, uh, a website. If you want to join in with online services that are going on every day somewhere in the world, uh, if they go to the website of the society, the Ethereum Society, which is a e t h e r i u s dot org, they'll find details of the services we're doing every day and also we do online services of a practice called the 12 blessings um so that's a thing i strongly recommend the 12 blessings but i am interested someone's just come up with a with a comment thank you that's uh 
Vinita Santoshi, uh, wonderful body is tingling and my crown is still tingling. Beautiful. Uh, I, I, this is exactly what will happen, actually. Uh, you, that's a very good description. And you often get that tingling right on the top of the head there. Um, so, yeah, please do share your comments, your experiences, because, as I said, this is a based on not on faith and belief so much as experience. Yes. Sorry, Lauren, I'm talking too much. No, it's beautiful. The experience becomes our truth when we can experience it. Terry mentioned earlier that she's on a mission for peace, and this has been a very helpful conversation. Oh, and good. I just want to reiterate the power of not being a victim in our world and if we choose to peek into the news to keep tabs on the news if we choose to do that we can take a powerful stance in healing what needs to be healed yes. and so that's what i like to say read between the lines in the newspaper to see where new earth is coming where changes are coming where there is inspiration and we can be that inspiration for the planet. Actually, I'm, gl I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I had a call from someone not quite recently who, who suffers from depression. Mm -hmm. And they suffer from depression because they really care about what's going on in the world. And, you know, it's quite understandable. And they um, told me, this, this, this woman told me that she you know, reads the news and she just can't bear it. Mm -hmm. So I, I said to her, look, she said, what should she do? You know, should she look at the news? What should she do? I said, well, there's one thing you can try. Just try this. When you read some terrible news about wherever it is, let's just say it's uh, the Middle East, just throw something out. And it depresses you. It shows you care. It shows you're a decent human being that you you feel that way what you can do is this switch the television off or put the paper down whatever it is or the internet off whatever and do what we just did raise your hands up say a prayer or visualize or make an intention a demand if you like and send the energy out for peace in the middle east if it's the middle east um or, or wherever whatever other area it might be the people suffering in sudan there's so many situations one could name, uh, Yemen and so on. Send out energy in the way we did, visualizing a positive visualization, visualizing healing, visualizing peace, and do it for five minutes. And then do that sealing mudra that we did. And then see whether you can cope better with it all. Apart from the fact you will have done, you'll have helped. You think, right, well, I've done something. I haven't just got depressed yeah. and it's, I'm not in any way diminishing that. It's a quite understandable thing, but you've actually taken some action and see whether that helps you as it were to detach more because there's nothing else you can do. You've done what you can do. And then if it happens again, send some more energy. And this person told me that's really helping. So quite apart from the fact you're helping the world, it can be helpful if you're a caring, decent person helpful to you if you have a relative if your mother has got alzheimer's or you your father's in a home you can't visit him and you're really worried about him likewise 
send some energy, send some healing energy. That's something you can, as well as whatever else you're doing, phoning him up or whatever, you can do that. And I think it's, it's, a, it's a very healing thing, as well as it's the road to enlightenment. Service is the road to enlightenment. Yes. Self-development it comes along, you need it, but it's not the path anymore. The path is a path of service. And because these energies are coursing through you and through the heart center and the higher centers, the energies will be drawn upwards. The force of Kundalini that we haven't yet mentioned, that will be drawn upwards. And so you'll become a more enlightened person. It's a kind of a win-win spiritual solution for the world and for you. So beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing on that. And it is, again, very empowering. And I've heard um, spiritual teachers even corroborate what you just said, even for next year, as we're here on the precipice of a new year, is yeah. that service is a requirement of ascension. And what a beautiful yeah. way to be in service, running yeah. the energy spiritual energy tuning yeah. into it using it for ourselves but using it for all those who need it yeah when well, we dr king on a chemtrail we can see it change sorry to interrupt you now what i was going to say is that um, anyone who has experiences doing this we'd love to hear from them at the spiritual freedom show as well um which you know you can you can find i've got a where do you find that spiritual freedom at richardlawrence.co.uk just look at my notes <laughs> darren care kindly writes for me or prepares for me um so you know we like that because we will share those experience with other listeners on various networks as well and we'll yeah. mention you know your quantum conversations where where they came across it and um so please do feel free to share those with us but coming to your point dr king used to say there's only one crisis on earth there aren't two crises there's one and it's the spiritual energy crisis. And if you're a worker in the light, you're one of the people who's helping to solve the only crisis on earth. Thank you, everyone, for working in as spiritual. Wow, do I even dare say warriors? Yes, you are spiritual folks and your light matters. And we're so appreciative of that and for you joining us today and Richard Lawrence, thank you so much. As we say goodbye, I'm going to put one more time in our chat line. And for those who are watching this elsewhere, you can see on this webpage, there's a special offer link and it's to the class. This was a two hour class that's recorded in video with the practical tools that we've been discussing. It goes even deeper into the tools that we can experience in our line, in our life, in this live setting, that um, people shared what they witnessed, and we can walk away from this course empowered and using these tools to make our lives better and the lives of others and the planet. Is there anything you'd like to share about that class? Yes, I would actually. What I'd like to do is invite people to take that class because. I th I will be amazed, and you can hold me to this, if you don't have an experience during that class, if you haven't had one before, and I, we can see from the comments that many people are having them anyway, but in that class you'll have more and you'll have something definite, and that is your bedrock really, 
like it was for me all those years ago when I tried this and I knew it worked. And you can tell the difference, as I say, between the tingling that uh, we heard from uh, one of our commentators there. Um, you know, uh, that's a definite sensation. It's very different from, say, having an itch or a physical thing. And you can tell the difference. And then you know. And then you're not... This is just really... Um, as the old yogis used to say, these signs are given to help you along the way. They're not a destination, but you've got something to draw and say, okay, this isn't just my imagination. It's not just a theory. And I think if you do that class, we do various things, including looking into the future, uh, your near future, and how you can improve your near future. There's lots of different aspects on the class. But when you do it, you will see that this is something real. And it's not somebody's theory. And whether other people believe you isn't really your problem. Um, it's theirs if they don't believe you and you can help them, but you will know and then you can build from that. So, yeah, I would warmly invite people. And as I say, warmly invite people to if you have questions or anything you want to ask me as a result of that class, then please always feel free to do so. I'm at my website, richardlawrence.co.uk. Yes, beautiful. And I want to say the value of that class, it's we've got it at $33, a very sacred number. And it's so valuable because this brings online our true healing abilities. And you've helped define spiritual energy, spiritual energy healing, and what that truly means to become a healer. And we can all do it. We are probably all doing it and just not aware of it. So thank you everyone for your bright light and your love yes. on this. The lovely comments. I've got to say, you've got wonderful yes. people. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Christy says, this was exactly what I needed today. Thank you, Loren, Richard, and everyone else who brought your energy. There's something about the group energy as well that amplifies the energy. And Absolutely. so we could feel that i could feel that so, so could thank I. you everyone so could for your I. beautiful comments and susan i was told susan says i told i was told i'm an old spirit but you only using my intuition at 18 percent. okay well game on then game on everyone thank mm -hmm. you everyone deb vanita all these linda thank you doug terry beautiful um we're so grateful that you were all here and we leave you in this place of empowerment. And we thank you for using this daily to shed beautiful light, healing spiritual energy for our planet. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Lauren. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation and thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe 
as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music, available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.